welcome back to the Women of Web3 podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Ingram. I'm also the founder of Women of Web3. We're a community that's connecting women in the next iteration of the internet. We've got in-person events, Twitter spaces, this podcast. We've got a jobs board if you're looking for your first role in all things crypto, NFTs, or the metaverse. You'll find out more on our website, womenofweb3.co, or on Twitter, at womenofweb3co. So today, I have a little offer for you all. So I feel like I'm always booking in Web3-related calls with people in all different time zones. I saw someone on Twitter say that they've started using Cron, got myself early access, and now I'm loving it as I can just highlight part of my calendar and share this pre-populated message with my availability, and it's already in that other person's time zone. So it's super easy, just a really nice calendar tool, and they've also just been acquired by Notion, so I think they're going to be big. I chatted to the Cron team, and they've agreed to give instant access to anyone in the Women of Web3 community who signs up in the next 24-hour period starting right now 15th of september so check the show notes for details and head to cron.com to get early access so that's c-r-o-n.com now on to today's guest i'm really excited to be joined by carly long she's vp of web3 strategy at world recruiting and we're going to be diving into hiring trends in web3 the skills in demand all of it Carly comes from a background in PR, actually, before she made the switch into recruiting, specifically Web3 recruiting. So she's all about connecting people and jobs. And so she's a really good person to know. You're going to hear how she's ended up creating a podcast and a newsletter called Women in Web3. I know there's probably some confusion between our names, but I really, really love what she's doing. Um, There's obviously plenty of space for all of us because we're all trying to get more women into the space. And honestly, love what she's doing. You should definitely sign up to her newsletter just to keep an eye on interesting things happening in the industry. And they just happen to feature women. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Carly. Hello. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on Women of Web3. Part of what I do is host a similar podcast, Women in Web3. Um, I also do a weekly newsletter from the same Women in Web3, and both of which are sponsored by my day job, Weld Recruiting, where I am the VP of Web3 Strategy. Love it. Thank you. I also really like your newsletter because it's very in-depth and I feel like I spent a lot of time clicking on all the links. You know, a lot of the time when you get a newsletter, you sort of scroll to the good bit. Actually, this is one I take the time to to read through it properly. So Thank you. I always wondered if people click on them because I feel like everything in Web3 is like, don't click on any links. But I do want people to know, like I have clicked on all of them myself. So so I won't put anything that's a, a scam or dangerous in there. Otherwise, we're in it together. So <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. Well, um, so I always start off with a jargon buster. So I'm going to make you define what does minting mean for absolute beginners? I love it. So the most basic, I would say, is probably producing something for the first time. In terms of NFTs and Web3, I would say, and this still might be a little like over the top for some people, but buying and publishing your token collectible, whatever the NFT is on the blockchain so that it can be easily bought and sold again in this very public, uh, you know, transactional way that the blockchain allows for. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. And I'm assuming, I haven't even checked the sort of etymology of this, but I'm guessing minting would be from kind of minting new coins and things. But no, thank you for that. So tell me, how have you ended up in Web3? Because I know everybody has their own little sort of wiggly journey. Did you have like a light bulb moment where everything clicked for you? 
It was very wiggly. Um, it was very organic as most things in my life have gone. I typically have like a best laid plan and then the universe is like, nope, that's <laughs> not how it's going today, Carly. But it was actually a very cool full circle moment. I've always painted um, just in my free time. It's like my own form of art therapy. And I had seen a bunch of articles on kids, teens making millions off their drawings as NFTs. And I was like, what is this? And how can I figure this out? Um, and that's really when I started reading about it. I have not yet figured that part out. <laughs> uh, it was very fun. I've, I've definitely tried minting a few of my own artworks and stuff, but that very quickly transitioned into seeing the bigger picture, which was how it applied to my day job in recruiting and working at Weld. So I was, you know, researching, having conversations. I was calling people, just trying to like figure out what this new technology was. We were sourcing mainly for tech jobs. So software engineers, developers, and my boss, Matthew, he is a tech guy himself. He, at the same time, was taking courses on blockchain development and smart contracts. And so he knew all of these jobs are what we were going to be filling in the future. So he really encouraged me. He's like, start just doing that stuff during the daytime, during your nine to five, um, just incorporate it and see where it goes. But he had one caveat, which was to document everything that I was doing, record every phone call, write everything down. And that is honestly what became the Women in Web 3 podcast and the weekly newsletter uh, was my learning of of the space coming from someone who's a creative i do not have a tech background and so i was like hmm, well if i can understand this thing then maybe some other people can too and then maybe we can help bring even more people into the space uh i, I really like that so it's basically like your class notes are being are being shared with everybody yeah. <laughs> um so career-wise i know that before recruiting you were in pr right so there's a sort of probably an un unusual move so are you enjoying it? And how, how does it compare to doing PR? I love it so much. It might sound unusual, but when you get to the, the back end of it, it really is such a nice, easy transition. Again, that happened super organically. Um, I was doing some PR for Matthew. And then I don't honestly even remember how I started recruiting. It must have been a random job where I was like, oh, I'll help out with that. Because to me, the way I see it is really just connections. You're just forming connections, whether in PR, it's you're connecting a story or a brand or a person to the media. Um, and then in recruiting, you're connecting a person to a job, a candidate to a client. And I love it so much because I will say the, the feeling uh, of the impact of landing someone a job that can really change and improve their life is just so much greater than getting like a single hit in the New York Times and then people read it and it kind of comes and goes and it might bring in some more sales or share brand awareness. But one of my first candidates was a dad and he had a few kids and he had always just worked contract tech jobs and while they're great and they pay good money, they do not offer benefits. Mm -hmm. So I remember I I helped him get a full-time job with benefits and he was just like, this is incredible. I can take my kids to the doctors. I can, you know, do, do all of those things mm -hmm. that a nice, like 
comfortable, secure nine to five offers and have more time with the kids. And that was really, I would say the, the moment for me where I was like, this feels really good. And I want to continue down this path. Um, and funny enough, Matthew, my boss and the founder of Weld Recruiting, he had a very similar entry into recruiting. He was an IT project manager and he just helped a colleague, a buddy on the side, get a job and just did it because he knew the people to connect him with. And it just seems like an easy, right thing to do. And it was a few months later that that colleague of his texted him a picture of his daughters at swimming lessons and was like, hey, man, thanks so much. Like, this wouldn't be possible if I hadn't gotten that new job. Um, And that was when Matthew as well was like, there's something really special here. Like, if you can get people work they enjoy, work that matters, it can make a huge difference because, I mean, we spend, I would say, most of our time during the week at work. <laughs> exactly. And I can I can completely see how that could feel really exciting. Yeah. And also having worked in PR myself, I also know that those PR wins, you know, like scoring press coverage is quite a high. So um, I can totally identify with the idea of that matching process and kind of like, I know this person is exactly right for this and that they could, you know, really succeed in this and like really hit the brief. So um, both you and I have some sort of visibility me less so definitely of the jobs that are in demand in web three through our work um i mean you're very much like in the weeds of it you must know a ton about this so yeah which kind of jobs are in demand and like what's the balance of say like types of company are you seeing lots of like DAOs hiring or sort of startups crypto or broader web three like tell me what sort of thing you're seeing in the market at the moment sure i think i will preface it by saying i know people will probably think well, they're in a bear market or there's lots of layoffs happening. And yes, those things are true. Those are the things that the media covers. Um, But also there is still incredible opportunity. There are so many companies, projects who are either new to the space and building or they are super established household name brands of Web2 companies that are opening up new divisions in Web3. There is a lot of opportunities still out there. And I would say any job that there exists in Web 2 essentially is existing in Web 3 because whether it's a, you know, metaverse that you're building or an NFT project that you have or a new blockchain technology, all of these things require both engineers and product managers and designers to build But then you also need the marketing and the social and those folks to really educate and explain whether it's B2C or B2B, what what this can even be doing for people or how they interact with it. Um, And then also operations and strategy folks. There's an incredible amount of partnerships going on in the space. It is such a community, so collaborative. So yeah, I would say we constantly have a wide range of jobs from marketing to engineering to community management and social to operations and strategy all within Web3 for Web3 focused companies or departments within companies. Yeah. And out of interest, when you mentioned community, I feel like I'm seeing companies defining that differently. So as to a role, so obviously community means the same thing across Web3, 
but I'm seeing it as either being sort of part of a founding team, like very senior, or very much just like the sort of office dog's body that just replies to stuff on Discord for very little or no money. Yeah, they wouldn't be recruiting in a formal way. But are you saying the same sort of thing of like a whole range of like levels for these roles? I think there's a range of levels. I think it's an awesome time to get into the space at a level that you want. I think you can kind of make your own level um, because, yes, titles will vary. One, you know, startup might need a community manager who is really running their Discord and Twitter, and and that's the, the bulk of it. Whereas another one might have a community manager role, but that might be focused on, like, the overall marketing and social and entire like branding aspects. Um, and, and they really see the big picture. I think both see the big picture of how important community is to the space. Mm-hmm. I, I actually ran a poll on my LinkedIn recently of how many people have either bought into a NFT project or like joined a metaverse or DAO or whatever web three aspect Solely because of the community. The answer was astounding that I think it was like 70% of people who were like, yeah, I have. And then the other 14% of that were like, no, not yet. Um, And then the other ones just like left something in the comments. But it's, I think, such a cool time because there is no current requirement educationally for you have to have a blockchain degree you have to have a metaverse degree and are you seeing any particular skills that are like most in demand sure i i think engineering skills are huge and i think people yes are looking for the more niche blockchain developers and smart contract engineers Um, but i think also a giant need right now is just for traditional full stack back-end, front-end engineers, iOS and Android mobile developers, all of those roles because pretty much everything I feel like in Web3 harnesses some sort of technology. So those tech roles really are incredibly prominent. Yeah, and then relating to that, you mentioned product management. I can imagine that also ending up being a very key role because it's sort of people acting as translator between the tech teams and it seems like a translation role of being able to sort of speak tech and speak business um that it seems like quite often say tech teams might be a bit less socially adept or find it harder to communicate their output for example and product management takes that and packages it up differently have i understood that correctly yeah i think so and i i've definitely been seeing a need for that as well and what i find interesting is kind of looking at how people are choosing to build their teams, like which roles they're hiring first um, versus like a few months down the pipe. Because really, I I feel like there's no right or wrong way currently. Yeah, something that we also need to like help demystify is the actual roles, even in in the traditional tech sense of like, what do all these words mean? Because I think uh, if, if, if people haven't worked in tech before, some of this stuff can also just seem like nonsense. (laughs) Yeah, I think all of those people who are in non-tech roles might look at Web3 and think there's only tech roles available when they need the exact work that they're doing right now in Web2 as well. Out of interest, do you work with DAOs at all? I We have not started yet, but I've seen more and more popping up. And so I'm really curious how that will play out. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our, we do Web3 events and one of our event partners in Nashville, which is where we have a headquarters, he uh, 
Derek Brown shouting him out. He uh, mm-hmm. started the bunches up, but he actually helped pass the Dow legislation for the state of Tennessee. Um, so it's definitely an area that is continuing to grow. People are continuing to just do amazing things with it. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to watch where that goes. Yeah, same here. I'm super intrigued to see the kind of trajectory of that because we've not really worked in this non-hierarchical way before. So yeah, how do you hire for that? How do you tool up and skill up and everything? As you're also very embedded in this Web3 scene, where do you see things going next? Or like, is there anything in particular that you're really excited about in the space? I get so excited about all of the use cases for NFTs um, and even the metaverse. I don't know if people have seen, but there's a commercial that Meta put out where kids can go into the metaverse and actually hear someone speaking in history and like walk around the ancient ruins of Rome. And it just seems like such an incredible interactive way to learn is to actually like put on a headset or open up on your computer screen, this, this space where you can go and be there and learn from it. Same with healthcare, um, you know, like practicing medical procedures in the metaverse on patients where, you know, you're moving your hands, but you're not actually practicing on a real person. Um, all of those things really, really blow my mind, even for blockchain technology, um, in, in the recruiting aspect, one of the things that people talk about is verifiable credentials a lot. So when you get, a high school diploma, college diploma, whatever that is. First of all, it takes usually forever to get. Um, (laughs) And then once you do, it's like, okay, where does that go? It's up on your wall. But who's to say if you, you know, put that on your LinkedIn profile, if you actually graduated from there. Also, I like, I think there's credit in people who take all of these courses, but then don't have any sort of diploma or quote college degree to show for it. Um, So I think using trusted verifiable credentials on the blockchain is a really cool way to show what you've learned and what you've done. Um, And then with NFTs, Ticketing, I think, is the most prominent aspect that's that's here, that's current. You're seeing it with music and concerts, sports games. But I think even airlines will start to use it. I don't even know how much longer we'll be using the term Web3 um, because, I mean, in order for mass public adoption of these these terms and these technologies, it has to be seamless, just like anything else. It has to be easy where you open up your phone and can just, you know, do it with a click of a button. Everything is really about convenience. And the technology does and can provide that. It's just a matter of getting it to that point for for everyone. Well, exactly. So we don't talk today about smartphones and mobile uh, as like as a thing. The technology is embedded in our lives. We don't even need to name it in that sense. You're right, it is seamless. Just going back briefly to Web3 learning, do you have any learning resources or tips or sort of places people should start their learning journey? Absolutely. Podcasts like ours. <laughs> um, there's there's a ton of awesome women-led communities in Web3. If you Google them, you look at guests on our podcasts, um, you subscribe. I know you have a newsletter as well to any of our newsletters. Um, there's a lot of people who are just curating good people to make connections. And, and so find those people, ask questions. That's one of the biggest things. I asked everyone questions when I was coming into the space of just like, Hey, who are you? How'd you get into web three? Um, so I, I think that's 
that's huge. And that with a quick Google, you can come up with any sort of community that is most appealing to you and just get involved, go on discord, go on Twitter and just start contributing, whether it's a tweet or you volunteer with them. There's a lot of ways to get the best resource, which I think is other people. You'll help each other out. You'll make friends along the way. For jobs specifically, this is very embarrassing to admit, but I honestly did not really even know what recruiters did until I started doing PR for one. Um, I Mm -hmm. had no idea that like candidates don't have to pay the recruiter. I always thought it was like, if you want to find a job, you have to pay them or something. It was very like, I don't know if I'm alone in that, but I had no clue that a recruiter's job is like, they they have the deal with the client. So for job seekers out there, they're a completely free and useful tool. You just have to provide your resume and reach out to them and then they'll, they'll help. I wish I would have known that a lot sooner in my own life. <laughs> I mean, like good good recruiters are worth their weight in gold. And yeah, they're a great resource to lean on. I would say there's a lot of recruiters giving the industry a, a bad name. Yes. Well, I guess that's the case in, in a lot of industries. But um, yeah, we're starting to see some quite cool yeah, recruiters in the space, including, of course, yourself at Weld. Thank you. Um, and uh, so lastly, where can people find you? Well, I would say our main place to find us is on LinkedIn. You can look up me, Carly Long. You can look up Weld Recruiting. Uh, my boss that I talked a lot about, Matthew McSpadden. Women in Web 3 is on Spotify. We will be launching on Apple. For the newsletter, people can go to womeninweb3.substack.com. And it's also, I put a copy on LinkedIn. So of course, just find me, Carly Long, on LinkedIn or social, and I will c- connect you to the right places and people. Amazing. I think that's exactly why I found you and the newsletter. So that's amazing. Thank you so much. And yeah, really appreciate your time. It's been great having a chat. Thank you so much, Lauren. This was awesome. I know we'll be chatting again. I cannot say enough how awesome it is everything you're doing for the women in this space. So I'm excited to uh, be one of your guests and continue listening to more of your episodes. This has been the Women of Web3 podcast brought to you by Women of Web3. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so more people can find the show. You can keep up to date with amazing jobs, opportunities, learning resources, and connect with other women by following at Women of Web3 Co on Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. That's at Women of Web3 Co. So feel free to tweet us with any questions about the show, and thank you for listening.